At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Makers of Minnesota. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are here at episode number 90 of The Makers, where we are talking to cool people that live in the state of Minnesota, doing cool things. And today, my guest is Angie from Money Mouth Cards. And Angie, you and I have been trying to get together for, I swear, like a year. It has been about a year. You're right. Because you had a baby, right? I did. I have an eight-month-old. Okay. So I cannot wait to talk to you. First of all, about your foul mouth, profane <laughs> cards that I love so much. Awesome. Here's just an example. Um, celebrate your birthday the same way that you came into the world, naked and screaming. <laughs> or I'm not so good with the sentimental words, but can I interest you in a sarcastic comment? Or there, this is some shitty shit. <laughs> you have really good cancer cards, too. Oh, unfortunately. Top sellers, but... Are they really? Yes. That's I, how I first came across you. That's oh, so funny. Uh, yeah, I wish it wasn't. We have um, some that we try to focus on getting rid of the cancer. Um, but profanity and cancer, I think, just kind of go together. It really does. Yeah. I think I've bought your fuck cancer card like 52 times. <laughs> yeah. Every person I know that has cancer, it, that's the first thing I seek out. It is literally our number one card. Um, oh, I just saw a really nasty one that is so funny. <laughs> Happy birthday card that is very naughty for men that might be very well endowed and their happy the wives. Talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in the card world. So my previous world was for a local company called Archivers. Um, I absolutely loved scrapbooking and card making. And when I graduated from the U of M, I ended up working as a designer for Archivers. So I was making cards and scrapbook pages for a living. It was basically the greatest job that you could ever imagine. And as they... um, went away. They closed and I was very, very sad. I got a new job. And after about a year of being in an office, I was just missing a creative outlet. Mm -hmm. I just needed something besides just nine to five. Even though I was enjoying my job, I didn't have that creative piece to it. So I decided to launch an Etsy shop. So I had made, oh, probably just a couple dozen cards. um, And I would say they weren't quite as aggressive as what my assortment is currently. So they were maybe on the softer side. And I had some interest, a few sales, um, definitely a lot from friends, I think, that were being helpful and supportive, which I appreciated. Um, And then this little shop said, we're interested in carrying your cards. And so I thought, huh, this this might be something. I might work on expanding my assortment. And it just boomed. So that was November of 2013. And Muddy Mouth, was that always the name of your company? That has always been the name of my company. My boyfriend at the time, now husband, um, we he was trying to help me come up with some ideas of what the name of my business should be. Sure. 
at the time, I was thinking I wanted something um, with dirty in it. Yep. And um, I come from a family that profanity is not as widely accepted as I would like it to be. And so I was a little bit embarrassed yeah. that I was making these cards and my grandma was mortified. So I thought, okay, maybe if I don't go all out with profanity and I tone it down a little, instead of just doing dirty, I'll I'll water it down. And so that's how I came up with muddy. If you add a little water to yeah. the dirt, you get mud. And so my husband kind of helped me work through that. It's clever. So, yeah, thank you. He he's very creative. Yeah, I like it a lot. So we we started with that toned down version, and after a while, it was like, eh, let's let's go full dirt. But I loved the name so much. So so I talked to uh, someone last week that Etsy was kind of how how they got their start, and they talked about the advent of Etsy from kind of the beginning where it was really based in a maker's movement to mm-hmm. when it eventually got bought by Amazon, and then. It wasn't so much of just a maker's movement. Right. Were you there during that whole trajectory and how did that yes. impact your business? Um, yes. So I started on Etsy and it was very much just a kind of a maker's community. There was a lot more, um, I think, resources on there for people trying to start small businesses and really help you grow. And it's really elevated into not just makers, but lot. it's become just another search engine, I yeah. would say, yep. of, of lot. It's just a hub of think another place you can find more things. Um, And we've started to, I would say, outgrow Etsy as that I still love Etsy and we're still on Etsy. And I still think there's a lot of great things on there. Um, But it started to get a little more clouded, I would say, with a lot of other things. So it's um, it's difficult to stand out as a maker. And so then when you have all these other things kind of being thrown into the mix and Amazon's a good example of another just search engine of things that you can find. Etsy is starting to ramp up with a lot more power behind it. Um, So there are a lot more people, a lot more things that are on there. But I will say Etsy, because I think of how well known it is, um, we do get our most interesting searches on Etsy Mm -hmm. for very specific things. Um, So I think people know to go there, like I need a vasectomy card. I'm going to go to Etsy to find that specific item. Um, So we do get really specific requests on Etsy. But it is interesting to see just how that has changed. Um, You know, even just how the financial aspect of Etsy has changed and kind of what their cut is and how that's changed over time. Tell me about that. What their credit card processing fees is. All of those things have increased since I've first started. So when I, you know, when I looked at it, when I first started, it was, it honestly, it seemed like such a great deal. This is so... It, it really was so beneficial to me. And as they keep kind of changing things along the way, I've noticed that there continues to be a little higher fee here or another fee here. And if you want to use our processor, we're going to charge you a little more. Um, you know, here's a swiper so you can do a pop-up shop, but we're going to charge you to do that. And so there's just a lot of extra fees that go along with it, which is why we finally decided to just launch our own website. We, I still, like I said, we're still on Etsy, but it was important to me to have our own branded website and be able to connect with customers that way too. When did you launch your website? Um, we launched about a year ago, um, just before baby was born. Um, I was trying to find some time before baby came that I could really launch into full branded Muddy Mouth. And I thought maybe, maybe during some maternity leave that I could have some time to uh, really help with the branding of it. Is this your first baby? It is. Yep, That's first. a first baby thought. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, I got very lucky with a fairly uh, good sleeper. Right. So I did get a little bit of branding done during that maternity leave. Um, 
but definitely more. I, I quit my full-time job this year, just two months ago. Oh, wow. Um, so now we're really into full branding yeah. and really going into the website now. So um, like I said, we're still in Etsy. They've launched Etsy Wholesale, too. And that's another resource where other retailers, other stores, other locations from all over, they can find us on there. And so that's I love that people can find us on there, but we always try to direct them back to our website, too, if we can. And in Etsy Wholesale, can they buy things at wholesale pricing right there? Yep. So you have to get approved through Etsy Wholesale. It's kind of a different website than just Etsy. Um, You go through a little bit of a different process to make sure you can get approved. And then also the stores that are purchasing, they also have to be approved to purchase I do kind of love that idea, though, because it it makes it so that stores that are brick and mortar stores that are struggling to stay relevant can find unique and creative things. Absolutely. I mean, and people that aren't in Minnesota, too. Definitely the most of our stores are in Minnesota here, but... We've connected with stores in Colorado, I in noticed Kansas, that. and they found us honestly through Etsy Wholesale, which okay. has been a so it's really a great resource. I love a lot of what Etsy is doing. I can just feel it getting bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. um, and away from the small time maker. So let's talk about the website itself. Uh, about how much do you think it costs you to put the website together? Well, um, we're a small team, and I'm pretty much kind of figuring everything out on my own. Um, I was very lucky. The job that I had between archivers and doing just cards, I was assisting um, franchisees in business operations. Yep. So that really gave me a lot of training in becoming an entrepreneur. And um, so I did learn a lot and things like website I learned through there. So I didn't have to pay anybody to do it. I had kind of figured out coding on my own and figured out. Wow. Um, so you're doing images. it yourself. So I'm really doing it myself. So I pay for my my annual website fee yep. and everything else is done by me. And then I've just hired somebody to help with some maintenance. Um, and she's just doing a few hours a week where she's helping out with uh, updating our retailers, updating our events, um, updating new images for cards, things like that. Yeah. So. Wow. So your website is pretty slick. Yeah, it, is, it doesn't it is, look homemade. It, it is very, very slick. Um, I would highly recommend Shopify for anyone who's looking for a very user-friendly system because I am not a tech-savvy person. And so I think they do a really good job of providing support for people like yep. me who are looking for, okay, how can I add and navigate this page? Because um, I had I had never done it before. Right. So Shopify definitely helped me get started. I'm curious about, so your website is listing all your retailers, listing your wholesalers. You have events listed there. You have cards. Do you feel like it's more of like a mobile display or are you literally trying to drive traffic to purchase cards through the site? Um, I would say both. Um, We definitely get people who are looking on the site to try to find a location that they can buy the cards. Um, From doing all the pop-up shows that we do, There's something to be said for people being together in a social environment while they're looking at the cards. It just encourages sales. Honestly, we do really well at drinking events. So breweries are like our best friend. So any kind of pop-up event at a, at a local brewery, we love. I always spend more money at drinking (laughs) events. Oh my gosh, right? They they (laughs) give you a glass of wine. I know, it's the best. And cards are an easy thing. It's It's, like, oh, you're always going to use them. And so it feels like it's just a, a, we always do promotions at shows too. So it's definitely an easy way to connect with people in person. Um, but we do sales every day on our website. So mm-hmm. we have, um, especially right now, Mother's Day, it is one of the few times of the year that I see a lot of men's names come through our orders. So I think it's one of the times that they feel guilted into buying a card, yeah. which I love. So Some of your cards are 3D. 
Yeah. And uh, they have a texture to them. Like your cards have an art element to that. Yeah, for sure. Is that part of the joy that you have of making the cards? Or do you... Because sometimes you just do words too or uh, letterpress, I guess. Yep. So um, I think because I came from paper crafting, since that was kind of my background, and I love... The touch and feel Me and too. the folding and the, the gems. And I just like the stuff on there. Um, the very first card company that I really remember loving, I was in high school and it was called McWright. And it was old photographs. Yes. And they had just snarky little statements yes. printed with them. Okay, so I loved that. And I loved that they had, it looked like a photo yes. attached to paper. And it wasn't just the photo printed on the paper. I loved that it was like a photograph on the card. It was more tactile and three-dimensional. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I even though it was just flat photo on a piece of paper, I liked – I just liked that. And I've always thought about that as I've been creating, that I like that extra element. Um, Even a huge company like Papyrus. I mean, they have so many cards. They're in Caribou Coffee, and they've got their own standalone stores. You can get them in Hallmark, all different kinds of places. But I think they're – that texture element that they have in their cards, I think it really speaks to people and it makes those things stand out. Um, so I always like, I just like the dimensional aspect of it. And I do think it adds a little more creativity to the words. Let's talk about the ideas of the yeah. cards. Like um, one just, I have them sort of scrolling by on my computer sure. and one just was like a uh, pregnancy card. I hope you don't poop during labor. <laughs> or, <laughs> my oh fears, my God, right? a baby just came out of you. <laughs> right. The fear, the poop during labor thing is funny, isn't it? It's like by Always. the time you're actually giving labor, it's kind of like the yeah, last it's, thing it's on a, your mind. And if you did poop, the nurses would just, you wouldn't even know because they'd know. wipe it away so fast. I that I actually wrote before I had children. My coworker was telling me like, this is a thing that happens. And I was young and dumb. Thank and God had no for coworkers. Oh, seriously. Thank God. People to warn me of what's coming up. About, yes. Like, do you have your hemorrhoid yeah, pads before yes, you exactly. go home with the baby? So that's like, the, honestly, that's how we write cards is like, I'm just talking to friends and family and they say things and I make notes in my phone. I'm like, man, that would be a funny card. And I might not always know exactly what it's going to be. So I might just write poop during labor and I kind of will just muddle it around for a little bit until I find out what the, what is the card there? So I have just constant lists in my phone. I have a list of probably 60 things of not only suggestions of wording, but also categories. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people are like, oh, I need a card for this. Do you have that? No, we don't have a card for that. I got to come up with something for that. So, yeah. Um, the Mother's Day and and you, I've thought about this, like Mother's Day, like stepmom cards. Yes. You know, like that's kind of a hard category to it, buy a Mother's Day card for because they're not your like mom, mom. Right. But for a lot of the mo- people that moms, they're yeah. pretty close to a mom. Yeah. So, yeah. I know we, we've got one that says, um, you might not have pushed me out of your vag, but you're still my mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah. So you can still, sometimes it's hard to kind of that line of what can you say that's inappropriate but not too mean. Yeah. We do have a lot of profanity, but we actually try not to be too mean. Yeah, because nobody wants a card yeah, that's mean. right. Exactly. I like congratulations on nine-ish months of sobriety. <laughs> yeah. Sober cards are actually hard to find, too. I agree. Very it's hard. very life-changing thing for yes, a lot of people. Absolutely. Very. Um, Drinksgiving. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. It's ev- At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum.
underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Um, your cards, as I recall, are priced about, I think, like four ninety five a card. Um, it depends on what retailer you're at, but usually between five and six on our website, they're five fifty. Okay. If you follow us on Instagram, there's always a promotion code on okay, our Instagram page, tip. though. So follow us on Instagram. Um, about how long does it take you to make a card? And do you like, okay, today I'm making poop cards and I'm making 55 yeah. poop cards. So I've actually stopped making them and I have uh, my partner, Carla, um, and she actually hand makes all the cards. So I'm so lucky that I really get to focus on designing um, and then I handle a lot of like wholesale shipments, um, ordering of the actual product, the printing of the product, um, but everything I deliver to her and she assembles and packages everything. So she, I will let her know, okay, we need 50 of this, 100 of this, 50 of this. Um, and based on kind of what our current needs are, she'll assemble those. I have this weird idea of like your garage where you have like a giant a card. You know how the old yeah. like postcard holders, <laughs> yes. is that kind of how the cards are stored? Basically, <laughs> I have. So we, I was fortunate that my husband let me take over our basement. We yep. finished our basement and my basement is just, we keep about 15,000 cards on hand. So my basement is just stocked with cards in every corner you could think of. Um, Carla also, of course, always has some at her yeah. house because she's she usually is working on, I probably say she has a few hundred to 2,000 on hand at her house that she's usually working on. So it's it's always just crazy piled high with cards, but it's always fun. We always love seeing what what's coming up next. I As I look at your ideas and your slogans, because you're really clever, do you think you would take this like into coffee mugs or T-shirts yes. or, yeah, because it seems like such a Definitely. natural. So now that I really get to focus full time on Muddy Mouth, I would love to start looking at tote bags and napkins and T-shirts. Yeah. Um, we had some T-shirts made just for working at vendor events and that Carla and I would sometimes wear at events and it says caution, heavy profanity. And the number of people that came up and said, oh, we want one of those yep. T-shirts. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just wore them as like staff T-shirts. Yeah, it's a whole nother business yeah, model. It's a whole nother business. And I would love to get into it. I'm so overwhelmed with cards right now that I want to, um, I've actually, so we've hired two more people just in the last month. And so that's really helping take some of these other things off my plate so I can focus on some bigger picture things. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. You're at the evolution of your business where things are really on a roll and you're starting to add staff. So, yeah. um, are you taking a salary from your business yet? I am. And you've been at it how long? Um, four and a half years. Okay. So you're, and they, I would say I probably started last year. Okay. Um, that I was able to take money out of the business. So you are now having to make decisions to hire people, which sometimes yeah. that means either there isn't going to be enough for you or right. as much for you. At what point do you decide to add someone and what is your strategic thinking, if you don't mind sharing that? Because there's a lot of people listening to this that, you know, it's once you get, it's hard to hire the first person, but yeah. then like the third and the fourth. Yeah. But then as you get to like starting to go yeah. past that, it's all coming out of your pocket as yeah, it were. For sure. Um, really, I had to do a, a very detailed analysis of how I was spending my time. How much time am I spending ordering, packaging, shipping, um, updating my website? Just how much time am I spending doing these things? And, and how long did you keep that record? Um, Probably six months. Mm -hmm. um, it was really because of my industry. We're so busy during holiday time. Um, and that really starts to ramp up around September, October. And so I really wanted to track it during that time frame to see how much time am I spending and how much time was Carla spending yep. on, on all of that 
the portion of the job that she was doing, which was assembling packaging. So I focused pretty heavily on on what things was I doing and what things did I was I ready to take off my plate. Now I'm I'm very much a type A personality, so part of it for me is, is it's hard to mm-hmm. let go sure. and and have other people take those things on. But I also knew if I wanted to keep growing, I was going to need more help. Um, and so finally, I've been able to get organized enough to get all those things. Because that's the other thing is that even though I was ready to hire somebody, I needed to get organized for somebody else to take this on, yep. get them instructions. And um, one of the, I think, great things for us at my company is we don't have an office. We all work at our home. So um, everyone is a stay-at-home mom. All four of us that are hired, we all have children, and we all get to work at home. And they can wear their pajamas, and they can drink wine, and they can work whenever they want. So if they want to work at 10 p.m., they can work at 10 p.m. If they want to get done while kids are napping, they can get done while kids are napping. Um, And I didn't specifically go looking for that, but it was just it's a business model that works for us. So I've been so fortunate for that. And so finding what things can I and I kind of dole out to other people that I can take off my plate that will help me continue to grow. That's what I really wanted to focus on. So things like shipping, where I was doing it every day and it takes me a lot of time. It was like, man, I, I got to get this off my plate. Yep. So finding help with that was When you huge. kept that list for six months yep. and got real empirical about it and just yep. looked at it, were the answers of where you needed to hire obvious? Yes and no. Um, I would say shipping was probably the most obvious um, my website, I wasn't spending a lot of time on the website, mm-hmm. but I would say it's because I didn't want to. Um, and so I didn't look at that as an area that I could dole out because it was like, oh, I'm hardly spending any time on this. And so I didn't think to hire for it until I really started looking at it and saying, I'm not spending time on this because I don't want to spend time on it, but I should. Yep. I should be I should have a this is the second version of my website that's currently launched. The first version was was a little more simplistic and just didn't I didn't have an events calendar. I didn't have my wholesale retailers listed. So things like that, I was able to hire somebody to get those updated yep. for me because even though I could say I didn't need to hire for it, I really I wanted those tools. I yep. wanted those things. And so instead of me trying to find the time to do it, I said I need to hire this out to somebody. So then I decided to make a list of what are the things that I want to do, such as building the business with tote bags and napkins? That's another thing that I'll, I, I'm will i going to look at hiring out. Because... I didn't even think about napkins, but I think that's a great business model yeah, for like book about... clubs and yeah, baby just, showers and... Just snarky. Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. I've hosted so many baby showers and bridal showers and things like that, and I've got so many snarky friends. I just feel like, yeah, there's something in that. Napkin. I buy napkins I... for little stuff like yeah. parties and cocktails yeah. and yeah, exactly. Thanksgiving and... Just, Cheap throwaway napkins, but if they have something cute and funny on them, I, yeah, I think they exactly. might do something. So, Smart. Yeah. So I'm going to start looking at uh, hiring out some of those other avenues that I can't fill myself. Yep. Um, when you think about social media, because I'm assuming that that's a big part of this too. For sure. If you can put a picture of a card on Instagram, like, is that an automatic seller? How often are you posting? Um, I post every day. or I, I would say close to every day. Um, not always a picture of a card. Sometimes it's... Today it was my kid crawling to a bin of cards. There's all her toys in the background. She doesn't care. She just wants bins of cards. <laughs> they all crinkle. They're the best. That's funny. Um, so usually if I post something, it's going to sell. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's just an automatic reinforcement to the person like, oh, my gosh, I, I need to have this right now. And they can click the link in our Instagram page and get there. Facebook, we don't have as many uh, direct Link, mm-hmm. like into products as we do on Instagram. Um, Instagram seems to be a little bit more sales related than Facebook is right now. 
but we do we do still have a lot of uh, connection on on both of those. Sometimes it's testing new things. So it's something that I maybe made a small quantity of and I just want to get a reaction of if I don't get a lot of reaction on social media, I know it's not something that I'm going to. Oh, interesting. So it's like a in, test market. Yep, exactly. And it works great. I can tell if I put something out there and I get a huge response to it. It's like, OK, Carly, you better start cranking out hundreds of these because I know it's going to sell. Can you think of an example of a card that you thought was a total winner that just turned out to be a dud? Um, Gosh, there's so many duds. <laughs> really? <laughs> there's so many. It it really there's some things that you think are funny that you put in your phone and you type it in and you're like, yeah, this is going to be a funny card and somebody's going to pick up on this and it just it just doesn't have enough. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, what's some? Um, sometimes it's the design of the card and and the statement itself. We have one that says, um, "Life is short. Stop and smell the buttholes," and it's a picture of a dog on yeah. it. Um, the previous design that we had, it just wasn't as cute. The font wasn't as cute. The dog wasn't as cute. And so we changed it. I've updated the colors and the font and the dog, and it sells like crazy. That is hilarious. So every once in a while, if I'm really passionate about a card, I'm like, okay, I know this is a winner. I'm just going to try to re- yeah. rework it a little bit and try to put it back out there and see what we can do with it. Um, but yeah, sometimes I think it's funny or cute and it it maybe just misses a little bit. There's a lobster card that we have. I love the show Friends. I know it's long gone, but I still love the show Friends. There's a lot of people that do. Yeah. And so and some of our friends material does sell well. We have one that says you're his lobster. Yep. And that one it it did okay, but not as well as I've wanted it to. It do. has some to be like, the right person. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be like such a specific market. So yeah. um when you are uh putting your your energy into the cards like when you talk about um moving into other um arenas, do you use like a lot of people test market at farmers markets different flavors and so is that part of the pop-up strategy for you too? For sure. Pop-up markets are a great place for me to test out cards. I've had people come up to me and say, I didn't see this on your website. And I'm like, man, we have like 300 cards on our website. So if you can pick out one that isn't there, that's really impressive. Um, but it, I tell them, yeah, yeah, we're introducing these and we want to see how they do. And so I'm just doing a small handful of them um, to see if we have a, a good response to it. If we do, then I'll probably start you know, replicating more of these. But for now, we're just doing a small, uh, you know, a small collection Sometimes just telling people that makes them want to buy it because they know it's a small assortment and sure. they can't get it on the website. And sometimes that can be misleading because we can then sell out at a market yeah. and it still doesn't do as well on our website. But I have noticed there are some things that that will sell better online. People are searching for a specific thing. They can find it online and they might not be in a store at a pop-up event right. looking for that specific category. So sometimes that plays a part in it too. Are you... Um, do people steal your ideas and is intellectual property something that as a card holder you can even prove? It's it's hard. Um, yes, people steal ideas. It happens all the time. Um, I've only reached out to one person specifically because it was just so blatant. obvious. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just so blatant that the, I mean, everything from the font and the coloring, um, it's the only time that I've seen it. And she's, she even admitted you know, she was in Minnesota and she saw yep. it at an event and copied it. So she pulled the product down and, and we were done with it. On occasion, there are, you know, other times where I come across something that's like, gosh, it's so similar, but, you know, how do you prove it? And so if it doesn't look so specific, I usually just yeah. drop it, let it go. I think there's room for lots of creative, funny content out there. It's not like I think I'm the only, you know, card creator with 
profanity on their cards. So, you know, it's, it's definitely something I think about. But in this day and age with social media, people come up to the booth all the time and ask, can I take a picture of this and send it to my friend? And I always say, yeah, sure. Give us credit. You know, tag us on your story or That's whatever. That's a smart way to handle doing. it. I did notice a card manufacturer or a card booth at a, it was at a fair, I think. And it said something like, you know, please don't take pictures of our cards. This is our livelihood or something. Yeah. And I thought, huh, I, and I, that's kind of an interesting way to turn I, people away. I know. I understand where they're coming from. But sure. at the same time, I want to share what we have. And I want it, it's all over my website. If they want to steal it and go on my website and, and take it. So I don't think anybody taking a picture of it and posting it to their Instagram story is, is going to hurt my business. I hope that it helps when they. Yeah. My, if you if ask put, them to yeah. tag, of course. So Yeah. We try to we try to ask people to do that. And people are usually really good about yeah. it. And try they're to just trying to there. have the funny yeah, joke exactly. or have something funny. Right. Exactly. Um, as you look at like five years from now, what are you doing? Um, You know, I'm I'm hoping to some people ask if I want to sell the business, if I want to, you know, what what's my end goal? I don't really have an end goal. I don't I know you're supposed to have a get out strategy when you start a business. I don't really have my get out strategy. I really love what I do. Mm -hmm. I love creating. And I also feel like I'm, even though I started in 2013, being that I, this is the first time I've been doing it full time just two months ago. Yeah. I feel like I'm really just starting. And energized. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is. It's a new energy into the business. Um, so I'm hoping to really be bigger and better. I'd like to go to like the Atlanta market and start yep. introducing our product to other people. NSS, which is the National Stationery Show in New York, that happens in May every year. Um, I would have loved to have, have attended this year, but um, I, being that I had just left my job end of yeah. March, I just wasn't ready with inventory. Um, so that's something that we have in our, our planned for next year. Um, we've really only done shows in Minnesota, and, and I'd like to start expanding that. We're looking at a show in Chicago in December, and I'd like to start expanding further um, just to start reaching yeah. out to other people in other areas. So we've, you know, we've started reaching out to some other states and other locations, but I'd like to start expanding that further. We had our first connection with Canada. Someone in Canada reached That's out. That's cool. For international. How yeah. awesome is that? And there's all kinds of weird Canada things oh you God, can do. So many weird Canadian <laughs> and things. different holidays. Yes, and I know I started looking into that and researching I'm like, gosh, there's gotta be more Canadian stuff. And My brother-in-law lives more. in Canada okay. and while it's so close, it is so far yes, and just so and different. different. Yeah. I know mm -hmm. it is. It's different. Yeah, but I'm target. excited about it. Yes, exactly. Oh, All right, Angie, I really appreciate you being with us today. It Thank is Muddy so Mouth much. Cards. Uh, you can find her on our events page at uh, muddymouthcards.com. They have the retailers there, the events, and you can also shop her cards right there. So they're very funny, and you're very clever. Thank you for sharing your Thank time you, with Stephanie. us. Get a Little Caesars large, hot and ready bacon wrapped deep, deep dish pepperoni and bacon pizza wrapped in over three and a half feet of bacon for just 12 bucks at participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. And, and what's in the base condition? itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. 
Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.